warning because we are about to give our spoiler filled review of Captain America and Winter Soldier. And you might be saying, what the hell is that? But that means you ain't finished the series, son. That means you need to watch it and then come back to this. Don't bother me. I'm working. 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 Don't work it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am the unforgettable one himself. Charles is always daydreaming, and we're two guys that like BSing at work, and I'm not going to BS his intro today. I'm going to say it right now. This is a spoiler warning. <laughs> a spoiler warning, because we are about to give our spoiler-filled review of Captain America and Winter Soldier. And you might be saying, what the hell is that? But that means you ain't finished the series, son. That means you need to watch it and then come back to this. Because, yes, it's not no longer Falcon in the Winter Soldier. It is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Amen, bro. We'll let you start, Charles. Oh, wow. Usually when you let me start, that means you have nothing positive to say, but I know that's not true in this case. So I am going to start at the beginning. As you said, spoilers, if you didn't finish it too fucking bad, we are here now. I am proud of how the MCU has made historic racial issues in America canon. And, and you're probably saying like, what, they can't erase American history? No, they can't. But right now in 2021, in April 2021, as we record, there are plenty of people that think the narrative that this show had, one of the side narratives, because there's a couple different storylines through this miniseries, that the racial story was being forced down their throats. Even though Sam does become Captain America in the comics, even though Isaiah Bradley is a comic book character, even though that the American government in real life tested on black soldiers historically, people thought this was forced down their throats. People didn't like how the Baltimore PD stopped Sam Wilson from walking down the street. I just want to let you guys know, in New Jersey, I have been stopped walking down my street. So I, I can relate to a lot of the elements in this as, an, as a Black American and as somebody that just appreciates history and comic books. And how it ended, beautiful. I don't know if the TVs would have let Captain America, Black Captain America just go on talking for that long, but I loved how when he was done, uh, Bucky was just like, I had all, all, I, all I heard was black man and stars and stripes. I'm sorry, I was texting. The jokes, because they really seem like friends this whole show. They seem like real people that just had problems with each other, but not problems enough to not be friends with each other. Yeah. And I really liked that. I, I, I liked every scene with Bucky and Sam. I thought the action was good. I think the problems with the show are there. You know what I mean? Like, I think the antagonist was a little clouded. They got rid of some vaccine storyline. Um, which it was kind of evident if, if you rewatch certain episodes and, and, and a couple characters that were completely uh, gone away, like that one lady who died, uh, the, you know, that was a leader of the Flag sm Smashers or whatever. Th that was the weak part of the show. The strength of the show, like most MCU properties, were the heroes. And Sam and Bucky were on full display. Wh what, are your, what were your biggest thoughts after you got done watching the show? I just liked it. Um, I, I thought that 
uh, you know, obviously there was controversy after end game of Sam getting the shield. And even a friend of mine like, no, I'm not going to watch it. Now, mind you, they're not into superhero movies like that. But they couldn't understand the whole concept. They thought the whole concept of passing the mantle to somebody else was bad. And so I was telling no, like, watch the show. Because that's the whole point of how do you do that? How do you take an iconic character and move him to somebody else? Which has never really been done in on the big screen and even though this is a show let's be real this is a big screen production um it hasn't really been done like that it's been explored in comics many times um and the closest thing we probably have is miles morales but even then his storyline like is easy to understand because it's like look he's a spider-man in another dimension and in his dimension peter parker dies so he takes up the mantle of spider-man it makes sense this was kind of the first time that that uh, that process was being explored on the big screen of literally passing the mantle to somebody else. And so- From a beloved superhero, because most people love the Steve Rogers of the MCU. So right. we are feeling what people in that world are probably feeling. Right. And right. I loved how they, how Bucky acknowledged that when him and Steve had a conversation about passing the mantle to Sam, that they didn't even think about race and what it would mean for a black man to hold that shield. Yeah. Because that was realer. That's realer than them acting like, oh yeah, we, we totally talked about that. No, you didn't. You're two dudes from, from World War II. And like, you like Sam. So you wouldn't need, that wouldn't even come in your head with all this history of a black man with no superpowers being Captain America. Yeah. I like it. I really liked how he just straight up said, ah, we didn't even think about that. And how could we ever think about that or relate to that? Yeah, and and I was gonna go there next, like that. So that part of it, like you said, I I know people don't like race and politics in their sports and in their and in their entertainment. I get it, but at some point, that is our lives, man. Like that's that's reality. That's realistic. There's no way you can have a black Captain America and it not be controversial. There's no way you can have a Captain America and not be political. Captain America is inherently political. That's like that's like the same people that say we can't have X Men and have it be political. That's like the the people, the same people that say we can't have Watchmen and have it be political. These are inherently political intellectual properties, people. So guess what? The fact that Captain America is political, he's always been political. Right. And and for me, it hit home for me because, like you said, you brought up Bucky and Sam's relationship, right? Um, for the people that say, oh, I don't see color, I see that. I don't see this, I don't see that. And and a lot of people have a problem with that because, like, well, that's, that's controversial in itself. Like, I need you to see my color because by seeing my color, you would understand my struggle, right? Um, And, you know, I say this all the time. I went to Ohio University, which is in rural uh, Ohio. It's literally right outside of West Virginia. So that's the type of geography that we're talking about. And I had a friend, you know, going to a school that was mostly white, I had some white friends there. And those were were uncomfortable conversations we had to have. I have have a friend now who's a good friend of mine who you saw his character arc change from freshman year to, to senior year just by being with us and seeing it for himself. So you mentioned that that uh, episode of getting stopped, of them getting stopped in the street. That literally happened to us on multiple occasions. And he was flabbergasted by like, yo, like, why are they stopping us? Why are they doing this? And we had to give him the look like, bro, really? Like, do you really have to ask why this is happening? Because some people really don't believe that. Some people really think that we're exaggerating when we say that. 
Um, again, you say, oh, we never even thought about what that would mean to have a black Captain America because, yeah, they just see Sam for Sam. They're like, yo, like, why wouldn't you be Captain America? You fought in the armed forces. You're a soldier. You sacrificed your life on multiple occasions. A military counselor in your free time. Right. Like you like you're a really good person. You you stand for everything the shield is supposed to stand for. You are the obvious choice for Captain America. We didn't even think about, yeah, but the color of your skin might negate all of that. And that is a real life conversation that real friends usually have if there are different races. Because until you see it for yourself, sometimes it's hard to understand that. It sometimes is hard because again, when we say white privilege, we don't say it as a bad thing. We're saying we need y'all to realize that your livelihood and your day to day is not the same as ours. There are privileges that you have. There are things that you don't have to think about when you leave your house in the morning. We do. So I like that they were so honest about that of like, yo, man, I'm so sorry. I put all this pressure on you to pick up the shield and I didn't even think of you picking up that shield is going to change your life forever and probably in a bad way. And also the Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley character. Yeah. I said, I come from a family full of veterans, people of color that are veterans. The fact that he has this completely different view of the country he fought for is very realistic. The mm -hmm. fact that black veterans historically, especially after World War II, were treated like shit. If you don't think they were experimented on or black people were experimented on, look up the Tuskegee experiments, people. Do your own damn research for months. But I mean, hell, hell, even today, and we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic, there's a lot of black people that refuse to get the vaccine because of the history of experimentation on black people, not just soldiers, but citizens. Yeah, and the that, Tuskegee experiments. Yeah. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, for, for those, yeah, for people that don't know exactly, like, that's a real thing. These aren't made up things, these aren't conspiracies. These are facts oh yeah the, the isaiah bradley character is a black character based off all the history of the same time period steve rogers was based off of and the fact that he got punished for the same thing that captain america did in the first avenger movie like mm -hmm. i don't know how many people caught that what he did he disobeyed orders and went and got pow's freed that is exactly the first hero moment you got for steve rogers in the mcu yeah. So people, like, I, I, th I thought the writing there for how crazy it is for Disney, especially this big corporation, to write about race and how they nailed that part, great. Now, I want to kind of get into what I thought was problematic of the show, which is ironic because I started with how well they did the race story. So, you know, kind of shows you where we kind of land already on liking this show. But the reveal of the power broker is problematic to me mm. for, two, for two big reasons that everyone saw coming and also it doesn't make sense because right. Zemo who's been in prison since Civil War or I'm sorry since Winter Soldier or no yeah Civil War since Civil War he's been in he's been in prison since Civil War right so but he said he knew who the power broker was and he used the the you know the he he said I, I know him or whatever how he ever he worded it it alluded to the power broker being a he so Carter Agent Carter gets shown to be this power broker but how did Zemo meet with the power broker when she's only been on the run since the events of Civil War and he's been locked up right so little yeah. things like that just didn't make any damn sense 
to, um, to me, I was I was hoping it wasn't gonna be Sharon Carter because it just didn't like it didn't make sense. It makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Like her backstory of how like I get it. Your aunt, you know, what has been an amazing agent for this country, even though she's British. You've served your life for this country. <laughs> Um, you you served your, your life for this country. You you're obviously known to be a a, a you know a double agent because you were spying on Steve Rogers without him knowing for Shield. Um, so that but still you're a really good person. So the fact that you were on the run for a couple of years, I understand you being bitter, but for you to turn into this like ridiculous. Uh, wait wait wait! What makes her a really good person? Well, that, but I mean, that's what that's what they made her care. Like, that's what. No, know, I'm asking what in in the in the in the Winter Soldier and Captain and and Captain America Civil War. Those two movies were the two movies she was in, right? Right. What in those movies shows she's this goody good person? I don't like. That's the one thing I did have a problem with her being bad and being bitter. No, 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 but that's what. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, um, you know, we know she's capable of it because she was basically double crossing Steve before, and it's like I said, it's weird because I never really trusted her in in Winter Soldier either. There was something about her that seemed sneaky, and I never trusted her character. She was trying to get in, in, into that super soldier pants. That's what she was trying to do in that movie, right? And so that part of it, okay. Like like I said, it was weird for I, I guess to me, it just didn't sit right with me. It was like, okay, so you're on the run, you. I can understand you trying to climb your way out of it. You know, you have resources, you have no, you have, you know, knowledge of certain things. I can see you becoming something to, you know, to, uh, you know, to get by. I can see that. But for you to basically be the next big bad and when trying to take over everything and destroy it, and destroy everything. I'm like, I'm like okay. Right. Well, I don't think she's trying to take over everything. That's the one thing I will give the show. Her getting pardoned at the end and, you know, being back in the CIA and making a call to somebody saying we're in, I can sell secrets now. She's doing the kingpin route. Like she's not going out of her way to be evil. She's just trying to make money off of what's going to exist regardless. So I, so I, I want to make that distinction. She didn't come off to me as this, oh, I'm going to be bad for bad sake. No, she's making money. Like, no, like, like she was, but she feels betrayed by the country. So she feels no more loyalty to the shady organization of a country that's in the MCU. Because I like how they did that too. Yeah. The GCU isn't necessarily the American government. So I do like the distinctions they've made of the different governing bodies that now exist after the blip and after years of the Sokovia Accords and all these other stuff. I think the world makes sense. Just that one reveal. Maybe she's not the power broker. Maybe she just said it. Maybe the power broker is going to be revealed because, you know, how they fucked up the Mandarin. Like, there is a lot of things here that to like. I just think that the Flag Smashers and her were some of the weaker villains. Like Baron Zemo. Another positive. Let me flip back to another positive because it just popped in my head. Baron Zemo. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Stole stole every scene he was in. The killing of, of the super soldiers at the end, amazing. Um, I really like that. I like how they're setting up the Thunderbolts. Do you know about that? Uh, I know about, but but for you know with with Agent Ross and I mean Lieutenant yeah. Ross, else. Yeah, go ahead. But explain so, that to so, people. The Thunderbolts, Agent Ross, the uh, the bad government guy from the Hulk movies that has climbed up the government ranks throughout all the MCU movies that was trying to get Cap and his rogue Avengers arrested, that guy. 
he eventually sets up his own Avengers team. And judging by this show, and he also becomes Red Hulk for people that don't know. Say what? Oh yeah, well that's that that could be hey, well we know that could be the next Avengers movie. Um pretty much US agent. Uh what's his name? I can't believe I forgot his name. John Walker. Mm-hmm. US agent seems to be the first person of this Thunderbolts team. Mm-hmm. And who is going to be the next person? Probably Zemo. So because they're they're all on the uh what's it called? The ship, the island, whatever that the giant raft, the raft. raft. They're all out there. And if they're setting up this anti-hero evil Avengers team, it's looking pretty damn cool. The raft is their base. You got U.S. agent who is a super soldier, just like Captain America. You're going to have Zemo, who looks to be the Tony Stark-ish character. Mm -hmm. And this is me completely nerding out. I, I have not heard anything. They could be setting up the, I think it's called the Iron Wars, where pretty much Tony Stark's Iron Man tech gets out. Like it becomes public, people start uh, making their own suits, yada yada yada, which is alluded to when Carter makes that call at the end. Right. So and if you're gonna I, have, I all- think uh, uh, Iron Patriot. Um, That's what I mean. John, there's certain versions where Iron Patriot is, is that Iron Man character on the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to remember in the comics, there's you know it's everybody, even Spider-Man villains. So a lot of time the Thunderbolts are uh, part of Oscorp. There's different, there's different, or they're part of Hammer, which was uh, Iron Man 2 uh, evil corporation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are different versions of it. Red Hulk's Thunderbolts, at least on Wikipedia, as you kind of alluded to, which could be the one we get. Like, I'm all for it. There's so many different versions of it. I think right now, judging off what I have to go on, we haven't seen Black Widow yet. US Agent, Zemo, probably an Iron Patriot character taskmaster so there's four right there and we know taskmaster is in black widow that's what i mean and then you got to figure you're gonna have probably like uh, the wasp character probably not the same don cheetah and don cheetah was in the opening episode of uh falcon winter soldier that's the one thing i want Uh, let's get a war machine miniseries Mm -hmm. but yeah man so the world isn't over i like how they acknowledged with the speech at the end, which is probably one of the best speeches in any MCU property, that there's trolls and there's people that are just not going to like it because Captain America isn't blonde hair and blue eyed. Right. So I think they did overall a good show. You seem to have liked the ending a lot more than your WandaVision ending where you lied and said everyone was clapping and cheering at the end. Basically, where I, don't, I don't care what you said. I don't care what you said. She terrorized an entire... Oh my God, okay. We're, we're not talking about WandaVision. It just flew off in the distance. She just um, fly off into the distance. But fly. hold on, hold on, hold on. This is this is me thinking out loud. What if they make the Thunderbolts to hunt down Wanda? Then I'm okay with it. No, I'm just saying as a nerd, like I'm I want that now. I want it, I want that too. Um I, I would definitely go for that. Uh, oh, yeah. you oh we also have the abomination from uh the Hulk movie that's still on the raft. Yes, he so they is. even have the abomination to be the Hulk in the Thunderbolts. Wow, that's a good point. Now, I mean, look, this their point about the Flag Smashers, uh, it was kind of weird, but again, they only had six episodes to do this, which was you know, uh, you know, some, something's gonna be 
taken out when you only have six episodes to tell a story. And, and a whole storyline about vaccines was removed. So you got to figure the Flag Smashers, a lot of their motivations are not in this final product anymore. Right. And, and Carly, the character Carly, who le- who's the, the leader, she didn't do a bad job. I just, it, like, one of the, like what you said in our Mortal Kombat spoiler talk, uh, other people worded it better. Why I couldn't get into her as this charismatic leader. Because she's not that charismatic. She's a decent actress. Like, I believed her in her motivations. I just didn't get why people were following her. So yes. that's my problem with it. And her turn kind of didn't make any sense. They were all for peace. And then just one episode, she was like, you know what? Nah, we got to just blow people up. We just yeah, start, yeah. We got to just start killing like, people. And, and, and on the flip side, John Walker, you understood where the rage was coming from. Yeah. I like how they avoided the low-hanging fruit, especially with the racial storyline of making him somewhat of a bigot. I like how they gave him his best friend is a black dude, has nothing to do with race. He wants to be Captain America, but he's not this idealist from, from the early 20th century. He's a veteran from the early 21st century, and he's disillusioned from war because he's gotten all these honors for doing terrible things. Right. And which is real. That's very real, people. Like, veterans our age, mine and Brett age, I mean, not all of them are Captain America. And none of them claim to be. A lot of them are very honest, and it's not this heroic job in the military, especially when they're the occupying force in the Middle East. Not saying they don't believe in freedom, not saying they're not fighting for us, but a lot of veterans that you speak to, the American dream is different than the American reality of war. And I, mean, I think that John Walker, not why am I saying John Walker? What's the dude's real name? Um, Wyatt Russell. I think killed it in this role as John Walker oh, he because he really captured a lot more complex emotions than I think a lot of people gave him credit for just no, he because he's not Steve Rogers. But, but also, again, World War II was like, that was the closest thing we got to a superhero. To, to like a, you know, World War II, if you, if you think about it, the closest thing we got to like real life movie making. That was good versus evil. There's an evil empire trying to eradicate uh, Jews and everybody else and the rest of the world is trying to stop them. You know what I mean? Like that's as, as good and evil as you can get. Other wars are very controversial. Other wars are very are we really the good guys here? You know what I mean? Remember all the things with the Korean War and the protests over that and stuff like that. So uh, I love the fact, like you said, they're two different soldiers. One fought for you know the, the great war, the holy war basically. The other one was like, yo, man, we're in the Middle East just killing families uh, and calling them insurgents when they're not insurgents. They're just families that are trying to protect their own, which is what which is exactly what the speech said about the flag smasher. Like, they're not terrorists. Do you did you even question why they're doing what they're doing? You, you know, yeah, like- well, but by definition, that's that's one problem, because like the, the sentiment is there. Yes. But by definition, the flag smashers are terrorists. Like, you know what I mean? Like by de- what, a, what a terrorist is, is they inflict terror for political or religious gains, which the flag smashers are literally doing. But then you can say a lot of U.S. soldiers are terrorists. Yeah, but people do. That's my point. Like, like I, I, I get what he was trying to do to the government, but at the same time, using that word in this instance is not wrong. Like, and lo- I get what the point of the, once again, I like the speech. I'm just saying the point of the speech is there and it is heard. But using saying they're not terrorists, is, especially after all the terrorism they did in the last two episodes, is just like, eh, 
You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they're terrorists. You're not a thug, Sam. We get that part. That comes off very clear in the show. How, how somebody's going to think you're a thug for walking down the wrong black neighborhood street, yada, yada, yada. But the people blowing shit up to stop government and put fear in people to, so they, they live by the way they want to live is terrorism. No, right. But, but the point of the matter is, like you said, John Walker is a modern day soldier who, even though he fights for his country and loves his country, he, he's torn because it's like, yo, what are, are we really making a difference? Are we really making the, the world a better place? Or are we just following orders? And now I'm Captain America. What does that even mean? What do I represent? And because I'm Captain America, I want to, I now want to make the world a better place my way. And, and everywhere I go, people are telling me I'm not Captain America. I'm not Steve Rogers. I know that. But they don't understand the pressure that that comes with this shield. Um, and, and again, he's torn. You know, I like the fact that he didn't take the serum right away. He asked, like, yo, what, if you had it, what would you do? And, and he's like, look, I think power just makes you more of who you are. And he thought he was a good person. So he took the serum. And at, at the end of the day, he was a good person because he had a chance to let people die and go after Carly. He didn't. He threw the shield down and saved people because he realized that he was so caught up in his own vengeance that he lost that he lost what it meant to be Captain America and to be a hero. I love that. I absolutely love that because I honestly thought he's going to let those people die. I thought also, was- also, you got to think it's funny because the villain, right? He's a, he's pretty much the first villain of the show. He's like the minor villain. And when she says that his boy's life didn't matter and he's like, you're saying his life doesn't matter. And, and I was just like, who would have thought in, in 2021, the antagonist of an MCU show would still say black lives matter. Right. <laughs> like, like he's the bad guy. And, and, and he's just like, hold on. He didn't matter to you. And he was about to go off. I liked, I liked that whole, the whole last episode is my favorite episode of the series. Yeah. So that's why I'm mostly talking about it. As far as every other episode before the last episode, I think the best scenes aren't the action scenes. It's the dialogue between Sam and Bucky or Sam and anybody or Bucky and anybody. Those two dudes carried this show. And then Wyatt Russell and his boy, I forget, Battlestar or whatever. Yeah, um, Battlestar, yep. Yeah. He, he, he was good too because when he gets killed, you feel it. Like, I'll give it that. Like, like I didn't expect him to die there. And so when he gets punched in the chest and it's over and it's just like, that's it. I remember uh, my, my wife said, really, he's dead. And I'm like, you get punched in the chest by one of these guys and you're a regular person. Yeah, you're dead. Right. Like, that's real. Like, like that's real to me. Like, I, like me and you can't take a punch from Captain America. Right. And Batroc, if you noticed uh, the guy George St. Pierre plays, the mercenary, mm-hmm. he never lost. He never loses a fight hand to hand. The only person he's lost to in the MCU so far is Captain America. Right. I love that. It's a little touch. Everybody else is just kind of like, yeah, fuck this. I'm grabbing a weapon. Like, because <laughs> that's how good he is. I hope we see more George St. Pierre. I really do. Because he's such a good, like, on the ground villain that give me another a sequel series where Cap and, and, and Bucky are going after him again. I'm well, down. Didn't Sharon, well, didn't Sharon kill him? Did he kill him? Yeah, because he because he threatened to expose her, and so she shot him. I don't remember. Did she shoot him? Yeah, I she, she shot, shot Carly for that reason. No, Carly shot her, and he and she remember she shot him, and Carly shot her, and then she shot Carly. Oh, 
We'll bring him back. It's the MCU. Make him like some type of zombie soldier or something. <laughs> I mean, we're not against zombie soldiers. Our, our our invincible spoiler talk coming after that season ends. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I'm I'm, I'm sad that it's over because I liked my little Thursday night routine of watching Invincible and then watching uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it was I, I liked it. it was, I liked it way more than I liked WandaVision. Um, I love how complex it was. I love that they were able to di- get it done. I wanted more episodes. I was mad that it was only six episodes. I'm mad that it's over. I want more. Um, but, uh, and I guess there's talks of a Captain America four now with, uh, Anthony Mackie. Oh, oh, it's not talks. Apparently, this was a setup to get us all hyped for Captain America four. Good. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, no, I, they did a great job. I am hyped. Congratulations. Also, Loki, one of the funniest parts of the series is uh, Sam's sister smiling at Bucky like that. Bucky just smiling back like, what's up? And, and him looking at them like, no, no, whatever this is. <laughs> like, like that's just that, that's just good direction in those episodes. Like, I really thought the world building this show did, especially with the after blip politics, was great. So yes. overall... This show, and I'm and I'm gonna say it again. I said this after Wandavision. I'm. I will say this. This is getting me a little bit more excited about Black Widow because usually these these films are done in order for a reason. So I don't know what to expect for Black Widow. Um, that they moved it back, but you know, it's interesting now because this was we we're supposed to see Black Widow before we saw any of this. So I wonder how that's gonna change how we view things and how things are set up. Um, and also with everything with the the Thunderbolts I alluded to earlier, Julia Lewis Dreyfus's character, um, small addition. She's not a major co- comic book character, but her being this seemingly darker version of Nick Fury and unclear who she's working for, good addition, good mm-hmm. world building. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and also this show did a great job at showing how badass the Dora Milaje are, the yes, special forces when they show up. And and John Walker has no idea who they are, and all you hear is Sam go, "You're better off fighting Bucky right now, man." Like, <laughs> like, and they kick his ass, and they're not even super soldiers. That is one of the best scenes. He's like, "They're not even super soldiers." Yeah, you just got your ass kicked by by more powerful warriors. Yeah, I'm, it was one of those like I I loved I loved that episode. They're like, "Yo, John, John, you, I'm telling you, you don't want this smoke, brother." And as soon as he, yeah, and as soon as he put his hand on her shoulder, I was like, "Yes, kick his ass, do it." And they just freaking took his uh, Bucky's arm off. That was amazing. I loved. I yeah, loved that was it. dirty. They're like, "You think we gave you a weapon and we don't know how to disable it?" Right. Like, come on, bro, stop it. <laughs> I and I do like how apparently Wakanda loves Bucky. They were so pissed they, that he didn't hand over Zemo and he freed him. Right. They're like, really, man? Like, like after all we've done for you? And he's like, I still like you guys. Don't be mad at me. And they, and they were even like, look, you got, like, we understand you got eight hours. After eight hours, we got to take them. And both times, Zemo was just cool with dying. That was the saddest part. He was just like, yeah, man, kill me. Yeah, I want to be re- reunited with my family. My work here is done. Like, and, he, and he was at peace. Like, But he's one of those villains that it's like, he's more anti-hero than just pure villain. Yeah, yeah, and Isaiah Isaiah Bradley, man. Okay, so are we gonna get a uh, a prequel movie about him in the Korean War? Because that's what I want. Well, I like how you know. I think was is that his son or his nephew or something like that? He's gonna be a hero too. So yeah, I he's, like he's a young Avenger. That is that once again, 
all the things they did in this that people were complaining about, not a lot of people, mind you, but the, 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 that the far right is trying to make a narrative that people were leaving uh, Disney Plus in droves over this show. Like this is just all made up uh, right on the spot off of 2020, 2021 politics. I forget, he's a young Avenger. That black kid is a young Avenger. He's, he's one of the setups, just yeah. like in WandaVision, we thought her two twins were going to be young Avengers. Right, and, um, and even um, Captain Marvel... Um, the girl, the the young girl in that is a young Avenger. So the MCU, look, the, the MCU is in, in a sweet spot, man. They, there's so many different directions they can go with this. They're, and they, and what I like is like, look, well, the you young know, girl, the young girl from Captain Marvel was in WandaVision. Was she the black chick? Oh crap! Do you pay attention to these shows? I, no, I forget that Captain Marvel took place in the '90s. Yeah. Hilarious. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but she's all grown up. She's one of the main characters of WandaVision. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. My bad. Wasn't thinking. But what my point is, I love how the MCU is just flexing, like, yo, man, we got options. You 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 think we run out of storylines. Like we can hit you with this, we can hit you with that. Y'all don't know what the hell we about to do. Matter of fact, after Loki, Loki's gonna set up more things. So it's just like, yeah. Mm. Loki low-key is one of the things i'm least excited for like i i don't even care about that show i'm gonna watch it duh but like out of the three shows that were announced low-key was actually the one i was least excited for me too but after seeing wandavision and captain america and winter soldier not falcon winter soldier um i'm a little bit more excited about it because again i think they're going to use this to build out something else so this is something you need to watch for you know remember they, we, again, Black Widow got pushed back. We have not seen any major movie since Endgame. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, since since Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. So the fact that all this stuff is setting up for the movies that are going to come in the future, I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. Give me more MCU. DC, please, for the love of God, get your crap together because y'all should be... Y'all shouldn't be this far behind, but you are because you won't get out your own ass. Like, so whoa, 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 whoa. We already love the Snyder Cut. Let's just be happy for a couple months, okay? No, I can't. Until I see, until I see continuation, I'm not going to be happy. You're never happy. Tell them where they can find you. <laughs> they can find me at Never Forbret Me, N-E-V-A underscore the number four, B-R-E-T-T underscore M-E on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at not the Chuck D on all the socials. We're at the underscore dope blog on Instagram, www.thedope.blog. If you want to check all of our stuff out, where are we at on Twitter? And my biggest problem is that I believe we can do better, Sam Wilson. Yeah. Okay. But where are we at on Twitter? You, you, you messed up. Dope out. blog, all one word. Okay. Thank you. That's one make sure. Do we even have a Twitter? I feel like no, not, not even us check our Twitter. So like that barely counts at this point. <laughs> but <laughs> all right. Peace. Don't bother me.